Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Keep 100 Radio is brought to you in collaboration with SkinGrip, the only patch company that I trust with my diabetes devices. I started using SkinGrip about two years ago, and before I found them, my Descom would last maybe four or five days before falling off, making it really hard to lift weights, hike with my dogs, or just wanting to do the everyday things that I love. But now I can confidently travel, work out, and navigate life with diabetes without having to worry about dealing with insurance more than I have to, begging for replacements, and resorting to finger parts. Plus, I'm in love with their mission to help us live fearlessly with diabetes. You can check out SkinGrip at SkinGrip.com and save 10% on your order by using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. Welcome back to Keep 100 Radio. Today we have Jenna Knapp joining us for a conversation all about the subconscious mind and the power of the tools that she uses. Jenna is an empowerment coach, subconscious self-care expert, and motivational poster enthusiast. Jenna helps creatives, leaders, and service-based business owners take back their power through rebuilding routine and ritual and establishing healthy boundaries so they can give themselves permission to write their name at the top of their to-do list. Thank you so much for coming on, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me, Lissy. I'm really excited to be here. Do you mind, I know we just kind of did a quick introduction, but do you mind introducing yourself, um, adding in anything that maybe I, I missed? <laughs> No, I don't mind at all. I feel like you you covered a lot of it. I always giggle at the um, where when I still have the uh, motivational poster enthusiast in there because that's just coming from my art background. That like I really I like to introduce myself in the way that um, I kind of fell into this industry. I was have an art background and was doing a lot of work around self care and doing pop up um, gallery exercises and workshops and it was all centered around holding space and it, I reached a point where I just wanted to take it one step further but there there that's my little secret in the background I'd love to still like draw on my iPad and make inspirational posters <laughs> but I I just am like I'm really I'm really happy to be here and I'm really happy to be doing this podcast with you because it's been such a gift to get to know you over the past I mean over a year now and yeah. Uh, be your coach, be your trainer, and watch you put all these tools into action in your business and with your clients. So, oh my gosh, I remember the first time that we kind of formally met because I did a I did a program last summer for some background, and Jenna was my mindset coach. And the first time we met, she's like, "Okay, are you open to these different techniques and modalities? Like, it'll feel like a guided meditation." And I had no idea kind of what to expect, but the things that we worked together on were so so powerful, and I think really speak to the breakthroughs that I've personally had, and now my clients get to experience, and I know that your clients get to experience. Um, so, do you mind kind of explaining what you do? Like, I know NLP is a huge part of what you do. What that is, because. I know I talk to a lot of people about it and they're like, that sounds like a lot of woo-woo. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. that at first. 
Yeah. And I, I have a way to break it down to make it a little bit less woo woo, but it's totally normal. I like to say that too. Like it's totally normal to think that it sounds woo woo because we've really been conditioned to believe like that the subconscious mind is something sort of like spooky and ethereal and out there. And maybe we've seen like different examples of that with hypnosis shows and just like thinking that that part of ourselves is like inaccessible, but NLP makes it accessible through just understanding our nervous system better. So neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, if you break that down one word at a time, neuro meaning the nervous system, what we see, feel, hear, taste, smell, um, how we experience the world, how we take it in. Everyone that is experiencing the world through their nervous system is having a completely different internal experience where it might seem like it's the same externally, based on everyone's beliefs and value systems, their identity, what they've been through in life, they have a different internal experience. So with linguistics, we look at internal dialogue, self-talk, how you have that communication with yourself and how you communicate with the world. And then programming, the, the founders, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, at that time in the 1970s when NLP was being founded and co-created by them, Computers were kind of just like getting started very early days. So they thought like, oh, this, this is a great way to let people know like what we're doing by using the word programming because it's a lot like a computer. We're able to think of where certain things are stored and filed away. Um, and with NLP, we have a set of techniques and um, different tools and just sort of the theory around it of how we can learn about one belief and uh use a belief that maybe we don't want or a belief that we do really want and work with them together to work with our nervous system to help those beliefs change and to support someone um, have a conscious ripple effect. So we're working with the subconscious mind with the techniques, but it's so that we can create conscious change in people's realities and environments and through their behaviors. So it's really tangible what we do, and it's pretty quick as well. Like the techniques get right down to it, um, which is why a lot of people end up being interested because maybe they have different experiences with other modalities or, you know, traditional talk therapy. And people are like very curious about how, like, how can change happen that quickly? Um, so, yeah. And I mean, you use it in your practice. Isn't it amazing how fast it can happen? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if, 30 minute session, you know, you have those transformations or those just those quick kind of even internal beliefs, like those limiting beliefs that can quickly change. And I love how, like, I think this was the biggest thing for me with working for, with you was like that whole, everybody can have similar experience and have a completely different outlook or belief system. I mean, just in, you know, the, the community that I work with, we all have the same diagnosis, but we all have a, such a completely different experience and internal world revolved around that diagnosis. So it's just so interesting to get to the bottom of it, or, you know, just get that deeper look, because when we're, we're working with the subconscious, there are answers that we never knew were there. I remember, oh my gosh, yeah, we'll go more into like our work together, but I was going to say, tell us, listen, <laughs> like, yeah, when you go through the, the techniques, you're like, I specifically, you know, going through the timeline and just going through your, your history and you're like, I didn't even know where that belief stemmed from. Like it could have been mm -hmm. way before my diagnosis or like way before the event I thought it stemmed from. Mm -hmm. so crazy. And that's another important foundational thing to say is like with NLP, we know that when we're working with the subconscious mind, we have to take into account that 
our conscious mind is what we're using on a day-to-day basis while we're working, but our subconscious mind is what's running the show in the background. We know it's like taking care of our body and letting us know when we need to do certain things or, you know, it's why we don't like think about what it's like to, you know, bend our knees when we walk down the, the stairs. But, um, it's also responsible for our belief and value systems. And it has a personal archive of everything that's ever happened to us, but it keeps that suppressed because if we had, if we knew that all the time, we'd be so overwhelmed. And like you just mentioned, traveling on the timeline to go back to like root events of those different beliefs is where a lot of the change happens because we're able to understand like, where did this start? Because once it started, it just evolved and built on top of itself. Right. Yeah. Everything kind of, it's like a ripple effect. Like you, you had mentioned, or like a snowball effect, everything builds Mm -hmm. on top of it. And once those beliefs kind of start and it's really powerful to be able to change them, which we'll, we'll definitely be talking about, but you had mentioned, you know, your kind of love for like your artwork and um, that had kind of gotten you here. Do you mind kind of closing the loop? Cause I know that was a big thing. And filling us in just kind of on your journey and how you got interested in NLP and like mindset yeah. techniques. And- Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, my background is in art. I have a BFA in art and was always drawn to like holding, holding those spaces for people. But after going through um, some difficult seasons with my own mental health, a season of loss and grief after losing a really close family member, um, that's like all my art became about. And I just was so passionate about being able to create the spaces that were created for me when I was healing, when I participated in art therapy spaces. And um, I just reached a point where like, I couldn't hold anymore. Or like, as an artist, I like, didn't know where to take it. Like people were being so vulnerable and opening up, but I couldn't like, learn how to support anyone any further. Um, And I kind of like put that on pause. And I was like, maybe I just need to like, continue to find more resources for myself and um, take care of my own mental health. Um, And at that time, I was sort of reaching the end of a road with talk therapy where I was, I know everyone has a different experience, but my experience was really like talking through past events rather than focusing more on the future. And um, I was just like, I'm really open and ready for some new thing. Like, I didn't know what that meant. I was just like diving into mindset podcasts and kind of like looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for. I just wanted something more tangible to do and break outside of um, the traditional like office space. And I just started hearing NLP everywhere. And I was like, I don't even know what this stands for. I don't know what this is. And by maybe the fifth time I heard it in one week, I finally like looked it up and I was really curious. That was the first time I ever even heard about my subconscious mind. I had never even like been taught about that, which I think is really common for a lot of people. Um, Or, and that's why it becomes like woo woo and out there because it just feels so far away. Right. Um, And I ended up finding a program that I wanted to go to for myself. And when I was there, I was like, this is too good to to keep quiet. I really want to share this with other people because I was also documenting my experience at the training. I had people reaching out to me like they knew my history. They knew what I had been through. And they're like, okay, your eyes literally look different. Like you look like you just turned a corner this week while you were at your training. What are you doing? Like, what is happening? And I was like, I don't know, but it's working. (laughs) That's how I like got my first three clients. They were just like, whatever you're doing, I want to also do that. So kind of fell into it. 
and just like got more and more passionate about sharing it with more people and decided to take it as far as I could go by becoming a trainer. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I feel like that's the best way to, I feel like that's the best way to get into coaching or mentoring. It's like you go through it yourself and you just experience it and you know, the true transformation. You're like, just what you said, like, this is too good not to share with the world and to help other people experience the same thing. And like, think about the the ripple effect that you've created. Like you've impacted my life. We had how many people in our training round last time, like you, and now we get to expose the world to that as well. Like it's just, yeah, that true ripple effect and so, so important. You had mentioned one thing that I just want to clarify a little bit for anybody yeah. who may not know um, too much about NLP or the subconscious, mm-hmm. like what is the difference between NLP versus talk therapy? Like what are, well, who are they for? What's the difference? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, talk therapy traditionally is what we can access through our healthcare system. If you're needing mental health support to be able to sit down with a therapist who has, first of all, way, way, way more training than NLP practitioners do, right? They go to school for it. They're like really, really trained to be able to understand, um, you know, deep levels of trauma and really be able to sit there with the person. And it can be for someone who um, is maybe going through something situationally or needs like long-term support over the course of years. Um, NLP is different in the sense that it's really for the person who um, is looking to like maybe towards goals or towards the future and is acknowledging, I have some blocks. I have a few things that I want to work through. And that can look like transformation in a single session. If you have one thing you want to focus on, it could look like a longer term coaching package of six months. Um, But it's definitely not the same level of um, support that a traditional talk therapist would be of like being, being, there with and through the hardest stuff um and specifically trauma uh but I really like to think of it as a way like uh, NLP is a do with process so if you have someone who like knows what it is that they'd like to work on or they have a goal that they're working towards and they just need a little bit of extra help or accountability getting there and they're ready to work with their belief systems and get down into the subconscious mind and they're open to that right it takes an open mind as well um that that can be really good uh to work with an nlp coach or nlp practitioner um but it's all about finding what's right for you as well and we're required you know with um to always have the conversations with our clients before we sign them on to make sure that we're really clear about where they're at and if you do have a mental health history or any kind of uh, health history that we're on the same page because then we can be a complimentary um, person in your support system but it's not like to replace therapy Um, I've also had people say that they've had a lot of success with like trying other things and landing at NLP because they have like a certain level of awareness or they have a thing that they like have been trying to break through with just talking through it for a long time and then they have you know a 30 minute technique and they're like whoa more happened in that 30 minutes than the last year in therapy like so it's just it's about your comfort level of how how fast you want to move with that process as well and everyone is different sometimes people need different paces Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's just such an important point to have a conversation Mm -hmm. around because like you said, everybody's needs are different and there's a a difference between a breakthrough and, you know, that therapeutic experience of, you know, working through those traumas or, you know, just life experiences that can be 
absolutely to talk about (laughs) absolutely so what does you know as far as like NLP and mindset coaching what is that really doing for us so is it just kind of changing our thought patterns is it changing our behaviors like how does it really change us what have you seen or experienced or um what does that look like yeah I think maybe it's um the best way I like to think of it is like working directly with belief and value systems because we form a lot of what we believe to be true about the world from age zero to seven when our conscious mind is still developing and our subconscious mind is sort of like a sponge and we're just soaking things up from society, from parental figures and different adults, school, um, just really kind of molding our own belief and value systems based on other people's beliefs and values around us and that's the same thing of like why two people that end up at college together but had completely different histories could have a like you know very unique experiences in the same university based on where they came from and based Mm -hmm. on the belief systems that they were surrounded by so by looking at it through that lens of like through language getting to talk to someone and getting to understand what they believe to be true about what we call an NLP their model of the world like their reality we as practitioners see it through their model of the world through their eyes so that we can understand like what's true for them and not necessarily like change that if they don't want it to be changed but to be able to understand why they might be getting the results that they're getting if they keep running up against the same wall or if they keep if they say like I keep going through this pattern and I can't break out of this cycle like if we can understand how that started for them we can help them break that open and maybe choose a belief that feels better or get down into the root of like environmental factors different behaviors maybe it's an identity shift um that can help us get in there Uh, and that in turn could change thought patterns of uh, being able to you know have something become more possible if they thought something was like totally out of their league before after doing NLP they could have more belief in themselves about what's possible for them Um, and it can ripple effect into behaviors as well because when you believe you can do something that has that has a ripple effect in your conscious life and you might start to act and do things a bit differently. Oh yeah. Can I, can I share like my experience Go with ahead. on this? Yeah. <laughs> so please. During our training, I remember learning about single belief changes and that for me, I think was one of the very transformational pieces of our journey together. And I remember talking to you about just my, my, and in, my internal belief of, you know, I live with two chronic illnesses. I live with diabetes and right, Crohn's disease. And that to me kind of led me into this belief that like, I'm going to be the, the sick partner in my relationship. I'm going to be like a, a mom who's, who's sick or like my future just looked like, you know, weak and sick. And like, I would, it was sad. You know, I felt sad about looking to my future and the work that we did together through that single belief change, it literally allowed me to change the way I looked at that belief of, Mm -hmm. okay, I live with a chronic illness that can either mean that I am tired and weak and sick, or it can mean that I'm empowered and strong and have a bright like future in front of me and that I deserve that. And just like going through that technique and changing the way that I looked at that, that, belief and was able to create such a huge shift and now 
I get to carry that belief moving forward and share that with my clients. You know, like if I have that belief kind of lingering in the background, what does that mean for my clients? So exactly. It's that ripple effect. It's allowing them to then carry that belief too, or at least kind of give them a taste of it of like, okay, maybe there is more to this. So, so oh my gosh, as soon as you, as soon as you started talking about the old belief and what you wanted it to be instead choosing that empowerment like I just got a flashback to that session it's powerful to remember that like I can't even remember you having that belief I can't because look at how you've been just living your life and holding these spaces and filling your program since then it just doesn't it's like what I know it's just and like for the longest time, I didn't remember really believing that. Like, it's never something that was just like in the forefront of my mind and like saying like, oh, let's see, like you're gonna, but it would come in waves where I would just have like that. Oh my gosh. Like what, what if it turns into that? And honestly, since that session, since that one, um, like that one breakthrough, like haven't even thought about it. And it's not even consciously that I'm like, oh, right. We did that session. It's just that it hasn't popped up and it's been almost like a year since that yeah you know I think it was yeah last summer right like yeah yeah um can you could you give your uh perspective on what it was like to be on the receiving side of that technique because I feel like that's the other question I get all the time and maybe you Mm -hmm. get it too it's like what does a technique feel like can Mm -hmm. you can you speak to that yeah it is. Oh, it's so interesting. Even like, especially the first few times of going through it. So it does like, you know, you start with for most of them closing your eyes and kind of getting comfortable. And, you know, it, it literally, like you, you say in the beginning of each session, it feels like a guided meditation. You feel like you're being guided through the experience. So mm-hmm. for me, like I felt completely safe. I felt completely comfortable the entire time. I didn't feel like my mind was being forced to go in certain directions. It's just, you're being asked what you're seen through your subconscious or like what you're and you go with that gut instinct right so it's truly like what you feel at your core and what your subconscious is seeing um so specifically with that experience with the single belief change you know it's what picture pops up when you think of that belief so when I had the belief of you know having chronic illnesses makes me sick like literally (laughs) um you know it it popped up a specific picture and we were able to take that and kind of adjust the picture to a new belief. Um, so literally think of looking at a Polaroid where maybe yeah. you have a Polaroid where it looks like cloudy and gray and like you get to change that internal picture to feel sunny and bright and like change the feeling around it. And it's just, it was such a very powerful, like, you know, what, 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. it literally got me to change that perspective on what that belief even meant for me and, and moving forward, how it looked, how it looked yeah. for, for my future. So yeah, it's, it's sometimes I feel like it, <laughs> NLP or subconscious work, it sounds scarier than it really is. It, it really is like a gentle approach. It's very, mm-hmm. like you said, a do with process. It's you, you guided me through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I felt so comfortable and safe. And like, at the end, it's not like, you know, it, you just have a different perspective and that's really what it is. Yeah. And to be able to work with the pictures that our subconscious mind give us when you ask it the questions that we ask in a single belief change, right? It's working with all of your own information. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just like the tour guide or like capturing the information and then feeding it back to you. And then Mm -hmm. you're the one that's making the changes. No one else can get inside of your mind and make those Mm -hmm. changes for you. But 
it's so fascinating to me still that like just by working with the pictures that you can actually have belief shifts around that because essentially what I going back to what I said about the nervous system and the internal experience when you're working with that internal experience you're you're changing um something that's been so deeply rooted and the programming, like imagine a, a belief folder of like those limiting beliefs, you're essentially moving it to a new belief folder that's like empowering beliefs and that that's what gets locked in and the other one gets put into the little garbage can at the bottom of the computer screen. Yes. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is like, you know, especially with, you know, looking through our timeline and, and looking at different emotions that we've experienced, like we literally get to turn it into like liquid and help it go through like a drain. And I'm like that. It sounds so silly, but so powerful, especially on a subconscious level where like you get to just see it dissipate. So it's not yeah. there anymore. Um, so, I mean, looking at this kind of this kind of change in these transformations how so this whole podcast is kind of related to like diabetes health and yeah. even though you're not diabetic yourself but like we've worked together and yeah. you've worked with other clients that you know have their own health journeys as well but how do you think yeah. that it can impact our physical health as well so there's yeah. our mental health and physical and emotional absolutely so I feel like you just gave a great example of like the root of a belief system of how your chronic illnesses make you sick, like changing that belief can impact how you take care of yourself. So it's maybe working with the beliefs that are around someone's health. Um, but also I've had other experiences that are uh, like directly impacted. For example, I was working with someone this summer who was getting ready for a major surgery, but had a really big fear of having IV put in their arm, like to the point where they were anxious about it three weeks in advance, knowing that that was coming, but that was causing them so much future anxiety. Um, there's a technique called BK dissociation where you're able to do exercises on the timeline where you go back to like, where did that fear, where did that fear, I'm here, sorry. Um, <laughs> where did that fear uh, originate from? And then working with that. And they were able to like completely take that anxiety level down and just like function in anticipation and got a voice memo from them when they were done with their whole IV and their surgery and like oh, it went so smoothly like I have no idea how I would have gotten through that otherwise so that's like a uh, an example but then I think we we talk about identity a lot in NLP as well and just like going back to the belief systems that we um adopt by being around whoever we're around from age zero to seven like that can really build up how we feel about our own personal health so getting to know what someone believes to be true about their bodies about their health about their mental health um and sort of dismantling the things that don't fit or the things that are just not true for them can create those those changes but then um, having shifts and breakthroughs in a, a session with the coach, right? Then like you can break that down into like, okay, so now how are you going to further integrate this in your day-to-day -day life? And a lot of it does end up in the client's hands of like, well, actually now I feel inspired to do this and this and this and having that extra accountability um, that is now there because of the shifting belief system allows someone's health to be supported in a, in a new way. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's why I feel like it's so important, especially since you mentioned the age frame of zero through seven, specifically with our community, we have a lot of um, 
a lot of people who are, are diagnosed with diabetes at a very young age. And at that point, you know, you're too young to be your own caretaker. You have yeah. your parents, you have your endocrinologist, and even the language that they're using to support you is so incredibly important because if you're kind of in that age and framing things, like things are being framed as, you know, like you, you don't have control or like this is going to affect you or you're not healthy, those things really you know, perpetuate for the future and you grow up with those beliefs and kind of like, well, then why, like, what's, why do I take yeah. care of myself or, you know, what's in it for me? And those things can be so damaging, especially when with diabetes or any, I mean, any yeah. condition or, or perspective in general, but yeah. So like, yeah, so important. And personally with my mental health experience in history, that for me, that was like getting different, um, diagnoses and being told that like I was gonna have a certain future that looked a certain way and that it was just like you know people telling me like it's gonna be pretty bleak like this is what it's gonna be the rest of your life and not really like empowering me to believe in my future or my ability to um commit to like dreams and goals like that was rough and then you start to live a life of like well if I'm not gonna have that in my future like I might as well just whatever now like it, it totally ripped it came right back to me and it kind of almost just embody the attitude that they were telling me before I even got to the future and with mm -hmm. NLP and like was so much focus on well what do you want instead and what does the future look like it was the first time anyone asked me those questions right. which was like wait oh wait I could I can I could wait I got I a choice like, <laughs> which feels radical but at the same time it's like change changed everything immediately as soon as I started to believe that, that it could be different yeah Absolutely. I, I get the same, you know, experience with a lot of our clients too, who especially who have that limiting belief of, you know, they're diagnosed and they feel like, wow, like my future is altered now. Like it's definitely shifted. And you get to work with them to change that belief of weight. You know, I can be strong. I can have an empowered future. Like it's, it's really just being on the, the, the guiding end, like being yeah. the, the practitioner, it's like, experiencing that with them is so like it gives me like yeah I get like afterwards I'm like on a high and I know that yeah. you've experienced the same thing <laughs> there's an, there's really like not a feeling there's no words to describe that feeling no. yeah especially and then also the long term right like in a session sure but for you like you watch people go through your program like when you guys wrap up I know that you get emotional because you have just witnessed so much in a certain amount of time with a community of people that maybe came in with certain beliefs and are now like feeling more supported and feeling more empowered mm -hmm. and being able to look at things differently and it it's so fun to watch your stories and watch you like wrap up each round and just like as the guide as the practitioner like really I don't know. There's just not words for it. That what it's, it's like to not. witness people's journey like that. Right. That's why after like a lot of great sessions, I I'll send you like a video on Instagram. I'm like Jenna, thank you. <laughs> Which I love so getting. Awesome. I love getting those. <laughs> it's amazing. Um. So I mean, like, let's let's see. Like, what is your favorite technique to either on the receiving end or um, mm -hmm. being a practitioner? Like, what's your favorite? Technique. Yeah. Um, I think I, I narrowed it down to two uh, and uh, it's 
any exercises that involve the subconscious timeline, being able to take someone back uh, to a root event or being able to go back and collect a positive emotion that they can use as a future resource or going out into the future to plant a goal in the future. I love, love, love those because that's really the moment where people get to experience the impact of like they have their subconscious mind has all of this information already stored for them. Cause when we ask them like, what's the root cause? And they, they're like, I have no idea why the number five is coming up. And then we go back and then there's some big event that, you know, either has them in tears or feeling really emotional or maybe like very happy. Not like I love to make people cry or emotional, but that <laughs> that's a sign that there's a shift happening right. too. Mm-hmm. And that like they just uncovered something that maybe consciously they weren't aware of. So yes. that creates such a big shift and really empowers to people to know like, whoa, like I didn't have to search for that answer anywhere outside of myself. I had that. Like, mm-hmm. I love witnessing that. But then my other one is parts integration because I just completely adore that. And that's one for people who have never heard parts integration before in our language, the linguistic side of NLP. um, When you hear someone say a part of me, this and a part of me, that, and they'll often even like use their hands to talk about the different parts, those parts of us separate to um, protect different conflicting beliefs or different conflicting value systems that can't quite agree or find uh, a resolution and return to the wholeness of um, agreeing. And that internal conflict can be uh, explored and also resolved through this technique where you invite the parts to come out and stand on the hands and they talk and have a negotiation until they agree and come together. And that experience receiving being on the receiving end I'll never forget that first time when my hands came together and it just felt like this huge energetic shift like my pinkies like felt like they were like on fire and I had like chills full body and I started just getting so emotional um so that's totally a a very powerful one in my mind too yes I crack up every time I think of parts integration because of our, um, so for, for reference for anybody listening, for the certification process, we go through a, what is it? Three hour, um, evaluation, evaluation, right? Mm-hmm. So on, in one evaluation, you are the client and the other one, you're the practitioner. And the one where I was the client, I was having parts integration done to me and my hands like kept coming so close, but then like going away and my practitioner was just like so not frustrated but she's just like what now what now <laughs> but it was just so funny I was like trying I was like ah but it's, it's really fun to like almost like give a name to those parts like I think my one was like the part that I didn't want was like asshole and the other one I forget what I named it but it just it makes it fun and kind of light and like you yeah. get to actually talk to those parts of your belief system that you don't really you wouldn't normally think of right exactly yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> but it happened, didn't they? They came together. They did. They did. Your practitioner was so patient with you. And She's it, very patient. it happened. She's awesome. <laughs> Which is um, your favorite technique to facilitate and or receive? I, I think I have two also. Like, so looking through the timeline and again, either planting the seed. I think I, I like um, planting in the future, like mm-hmm. a little bit, like the best, just because like I've had clients do that, especially in the very beginning of the program. And, you know, they, they're like, wow, it's something that I never really thought was possible, but now I, it's just there. Like, it's just already in my future, that specific goal or experience that they want to have. Um, and that to me is like, yeah, it's already there. Like, you don't, all you have to do now is 
is meet the goal, you know? Um, so I think that one's really powerful. I also love working through tapping. Um, like, I think that's just something so powerful and individual to everybody. And like, especially when we're working with blood sugar management, sometimes stress in itself has such an impact on our blood sugars. So you can go from like a hundred to like 200 just from stress, which, you know, we know has multiple Mm -hmm. layers, like excitement is stress, you know, environmental stress, you know, physical stress. There's so much to that one experience. And I feel like tapping just allows us to release and change that energy. Um, For anybody who's not familiar with tapping, it's, we call it basically like on the go acupuncture, like you might say differently, but you know, but it's, it's using just your hands to tap these different um, points on, on your body. And it releases all these, this different energy. And, you know, the goal is never to really dissipate the the feeling that you're experiencing. So whether it's stress or overwhelm or frustration, just to name a few, like you can get it from a 10 to like a three or, you know, a three or two or depending mm-hmm. on, on where you're at and just seeing like my, my clients kind of at the end of all of it, just go, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm out of two. I feel a lot more level-headed. I feel better. And usually with that, we see like they'll look at their blood sugars after and they're like, it just went down in that 10 minutes. And I'm like, yep. Oh my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> right. And to be able to immediately work with the stress that you could feel at any given moment and have that acupuncture on the go, like mm-hmm. that's such a powerful tool to teach your community and be able to use yourself as well. Yeah. Like instant results. Instant. Yeah. What, like five minutes and you're, you can just completely shift. And I'm a stubborn, like, I'm a stubborn person. Sometimes I feel like frustrated or like mad. I'm like, no, like I gotta, like, I didn't I take so <laughs> and then, yeah. And I just like breathe through it and I tap and I'm like, this is amazing. Like all I needed. <laughs> oh, but, I love it. So I know that you kind of talked about a few, but what is the most like powerful shift that you've experienced? If you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. if that's too personal, like, no, I don't mind. Um, it was, it was actually the, the very first parts integration that I did. And um, I had a part of me that really believed I could do anything, was on top of the world, I could just like um, do it all. And another part of me that just felt like I should just, just give up. And clearly that's left over from all the people that were telling me that I didn't have a future, but should just give up. What's the point? Very like dismal. And when those parts came out, to name themselves the the part that was like very hopeful and optimistic uh was named yellow jumpsuit and she was like standing on a stage with a spotlight around her and the the dismal part was uh named drain and she was like just this like black like uh it it covered in like sewer water um kind of ghost shape of a thing but no actually have you ever seen the movie um the ring with the the long hair yes oh my gosh (laughs) that's actually a better description like the ghost shape was because like the hair was just like hanging over but that she like actually lived under like a sewage drain so like she's hanging out under the drain and it was maybe like a 15 minute process but as they were negotiating about what they wanted like all drain wanted was for yellow jumpsuit to acknowledge that she wouldn't be where she was at if it wasn't the hard times that she had gone through. And when they came together, then yellow jumpsuit was 
able to stand on top of the drain and that became like the platform for the like the stage and drain like went back down and was like fine and I just had this wild sensation it was my pinkies that touched first and like I said there was just like a lot of energy and had like chills up and down my spine and I started bawling and it was just like what the heck just happened but but it was so powerful that was really still to this day the the most powerful one yeah especially as there's such two different like parts like I mean mm-hmm. obviously parts integration but yeah, yeah. So such two different parts of yourself and to have them come together in a way that's kind of like collaborative in a way exactly. like, like it, it made sense it's it, that's so that's so wild yeah it's like drain was like I just wanted to be acknowledged like thanks for yeah. acknowledging me and thanks for giving me a little bit of credit like I'm yeah. going back now right oh my gosh it's wild uh, <laughs> So, oh, okay. So you have your own training program and my favorite memory of even like talking about it was we're in our like mindset session and we're like, all right, saying goodbye, like wrapping up. And I'm just like, wait, br- hand raising, like, <laughs> like, can we talk about your program? Cause I just feel like it's so important. And one, like, I feel like one word that kind of describes what you do is like, you're creating the change makers. Like that's truly yeah. what it is. Um, so do you mind like just talking about like what you do in your program and like the people that you work with? just everything just everything. okay yes so first of all we work with the change makers like you said and the space holders these are people who are naturally already space holders in their life whether they are parents or just the friend that everyone trusts and comes to and confides in And the people who are already coaches who are looking to develop more of a toolkit to support people. And the people who are looking to become coaches um, and space holders. And we do this through the Mental Wealth Method program, which when you were in it, Lissy, it was live cohorts. But now it is a self-paced mentorship program where you go through the recorded content and have one-on-one private mentorship calls with me. And then there's also always options to come to our group community calls bi-weekly where you can practice with alumni and other current students. And I love teaching ongoing uh, themes from the same content, the original content, um, but in topics, continuing education topics where we just keep expanding and cracking open all of the modalities and theories to look at it from different lenses so we can keep supporting ourselves and others. Um, The thing that makes Mental Wealth Method different from other programs is that there's a strong emphasis on being your own client first so that you can use all of this to support yourself before and during supporting other people. Um, So there's that private mentorship option, but then there's also a self-study option for folks who don't necessarily want to uh, use this with other people in a coaching or professional way, but they just want to use it in their personal life or they want to use it when they're parenting their kids or they want to use it for themselves and they want to become a part of the community. So there's a private mentorship option and a self-study option and I'll be sure to give you the link so you can put that in the show notes. I love it. I mean, that's that's one thing that I appreciate so much about you and why I chose to work with you is because of how much like you do all of your work in an integrity, especially with, you know, we all know online in the space, there's a lot of things that are unregulated and it can be quite like a da- it can be a dangerous thing, um, you know, especially with, you know, for example, with what I do, like if diabetes coaches, some are not acting like in integrity. And it's yeah. really important to work with the people that you want to be led by or that you want to kind of 
become. And I like, that's why I chose you. I'm like, you act in integrity. I've seen the work that you do. I've experienced the work that you do. Like I was talking about my experience with going through those techniques and, and working through them. It's, it's really a self-development program. Like, I feel like I came out a completely different person than I walked in and it shows in my, my management, my career, like my relationships. It's, it's really, really unique in that way. I think. Oh, thank you, Lucy. And yeah, when it doubles as like personal and professional development and you're um, amongst a community of people who are going through similar things, like in the online space, having an online business, it can be lonely. You can like, no one, you just like turn to people that are in your physical reality, trying to like talk about a win or talking about a shift you just facilitated for a client. They're like, cool. Like they don't know, (laughs) they don't know what to say, but to be able to turn to a community who knows exactly what you're going through like internally and externally, the things that you're facilitating for other people, which is really unique. And it feels so good to be supported and have a place to turn to. Yeah. You have like, just have cheerleaders behind you all the way. You've like, even, I mean, even it's just crazy. Like people who I maybe didn't have a close relationship with, like even now we're like, yes, (laughs) I love it. So where, where are you, um, like what platforms are you on? Where can people find you learn more about what you do? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, you can find me on Instagram. I love to hang out there at the mental wealth method and over on the website, www.mentalwealthmethod.com. And you can also tune in on either Apple podcasts or Spotify podcasts. Uh, to the mental wealth and wellness podcast to just have more deep dives into all things mindset. And um, there's a lot of really good content there if you're just like kind of wanting to dip your toes into these theories and ideas to explore it. There's lots of episodes there that you can start exploring. All the good stuff. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. I like, I love talking about this stuff and it's, it's, I feel like it feels complicated to talk about, but it's so groundbreaking and just thank you for what you do and what you've taught me and now what I get to facilitate with my community so thank you so much thank you so much for having me and I hope that we were able to make it understandable today but I also just want to invite anyone who's listening who's like we have a question like you can dm me or send me an email jenna at (laughs) mentalwealthandwellness.com Like I'm literally an open book and I want this information to be able to reach as many people as possible. So if any questions came up from listening to this, like reach out and listen, thank you. I, I just talking with you is like talking with my like old friends. You're so comfortable to talk to. And I'm really proud of you. <laughs> oh, and bright side, like small plug. If you follow Jenna, you get to see her like dance on her stories a lot. It's always so fun. I do. I dance every time someone enrolls a little it's dance party. It's my it. little ritual. Every time I see it, I'm like, yes. You caught me, you caught me dancing on graduation day too when I had oh, the full no. cap and gown on. I remember no. cackling in the car when I realized you had posted a story about it. I was like, oh no. I was like, this is too good, too good. I still have it in my uh in my like archive. So oh, oh great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jenna, again. And I will put all of your information in the show notes. Everybody can find you. And thank you for everybody who joined us today and learned a little bit about NLP.